This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, also known as Joey Awijan. So I'm going to finally start saying my name properly on this show. It's been forever. Never done it. So now you know how to pronounce my last name if you've been wondering for a while. Because I never said it. All right. Today is episode number 22 of Brave the Wild, September the 16th, Wednesday, September the 16th, 2009. And we're going to do our second issue of Catching Up. It's mostly going to be about training camp, but a little bit of Catching Up as well, as I didn't talk about a few other free agent moves. And a very interesting one that the Wild finally, third time's a charm, the Wild finally land a player that they'd been pursuing. Um, they struck out on Miko Koi, or excuse me, Sako Koivu, and then tried Alex Tengay who then went to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Actually, I didn't even get into that in the previous show. And then they went after a third guy. So we'll get into that in a second. I'm not going to name him. You probably already know, but I'll name him when the time comes. All right, Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you always for downloading and listening. Thesportstuff.com, there's a button in the right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. You can click on that to sign up. And to get on those message boards, vote on the polls, interact with other hockey fans, other Sports fans in general, you can talk about politics, talk about anything you want, up to video games as well. Um, also, minnesota.nhlfansite.com, minnesota.nhlfansite.com, nice enough to put a link to Brave the Wild on their website. I much appreciate it. It's a great website to uh, for full detail about the Minnesota Wild, very professional looking. Do give it a look-see, and we thank you always, Chris, for that. Well, as I mentioned on today's show, we're going to mostly get into uh, training camp, but we're also going to get into catching up. So with no further ado, we're going to take one break, one long break, and get into it after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, join the family with Purple Mafia. With Brett Favre now in the mix with Adrian Peterson, the best running back there is, along with the new Purple People Eaters, the Viking ship is on course for something great. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. 
will bring you the most honest and passionate Viking show there is. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back on Brave the Wild, episode number 22, which is a reminder for iPod users. Well, first and foremost, we're going to hear a quote from Todd Richards, who was on the PA Paul Allen show about a week or two ago, and he made some interesting comments. He's a very open guy, which I really appreciate quite a bit. I mean, Jacques Lemaire was open too, but <laughs> this guy, Todd Richards, is no uh, is no shy guy when it comes to stepping up to the plate and making a, a more of an honest and uh, gutsy approach. So uh, we'll hear from Todd Richards right about now. What will people like about him, uh, Martin Havlat? And, you know, how, how's he going to compliment some of the already good players you have on your team? Well, I the, the role Martin Havlat had last year, and this I, I don't believe was all year, but uh, he, he was primarily used as a third-line centerman. Now, I, I, I don't want people to panic and say, oh, third-line sentiment. That, that's not what we need. <laughs> Martin Havlett is a tremendous skill. Yeah. He, he has a tremendous talent. Um, so he, we will definitely use him probably in a different role. But if you look at the players that the Chicago Blackhawks had, they had other players that could do those types of things. A lot of speed. A lot of speed. And you had the, the Canes and the, uh, the Taves, yep. those types of players. And they had the Versteegs who have stepped up and the Browers who have stepped up. And I think what they found is, is Martin Havlett was very committed to his own end of the ice. And he, he, they could use him in that role probably more so than a Kane or a Taves. And, uh, again, that's exciting for me. You, uh, you're you going to have sellouts every game in the state of hockey. They love your team. They're going to come. They're going to come no matter what happens because they, they, they it, it's a very smart hockey market, as you know. But let me ask you this. What should fans' expectations be for your team next year? Is it... Is it a form of a rebuilding transition year, or all out for uh, obviously all out for the playoffs? But should they expect to make the playoffs? Well, I, I I think they should have the same expectations as myself, and 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 to me that's make the playoffs. I mean, I I I, I definitely don't believe that this is a rebuilding a rebuilding year or going through a rebuilding process. I I truly believe that we have the players capable of of achieving something higher, and I think that is making the playoffs. That's our first goal. And, again, it's my job as a coach to, to, to get these guys playing a certain way uh, so we are playing our best hockey coming down the stretch. And, it, 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 it you know, we may struggle at the beginning. You know, maybe we get off to a great start. I, I don't know how it's going to go. You'd like to think as a first-year coach coming in that we're going to be firing on all cylinders right away. But it may not be that way. So it's going to be my job as a coach to get everybody on the same page and get us uh, developing and heading down a path that when we hit April, January, February, March, somewhere. And that was Minnesota Wild's new head coach, Todd Richards, on the PA Paul Allen Show of KFAN. We thank KFAN for that. And Todd Richards talking about Martin Havlett, first and foremost, had to get that in there, uh, that he's a more 
defensive-minded player as well as a great offensive player, and that's definitely something that Marion Gabrick really didn't bring to the table. As in other parts of this interview, he talked about how Marion Gabrick didn't really want to be here and how the attitude of Martin Havlett, he really did want to be here, and that really is a big deal for this Minnesota Wild team who's really been starved of having an all-star type of player that actually wants to be here and uh, to have a guy that's more focused on defense <laughs> is, is is a big thing. I mean, Marion Gabrick, it was a constant feud between him and Jacques Lemaire, and funny how Lemaire's gone and Havlat comes in, so it's like, go figure. That's pretty much how it goes. Um, yeah, it's just a very, it's going to be a very good relationship, I would think, between Martin Havlat and Coach Todd Richards. Also, Richards, though, making a pretty pointed statement saying that Minnesota Wild fans should expect the uh, the Wild to make the playoffs this year. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I, I could kind of see that. Uh, that's a pretty gutsy approach, though, for a first-year head coach and for a team that did not make the playoffs last year and had a pretty big-name guy. And also, uh, you could argue they really haven't necessarily moved up. They've lost players and gained players. That's kind of, it's kind of hard to say. We hope that the additions to this team do make this team move up, but uh, <laughs> right now it's still yet to be seen. As I mentioned, Martin Havlett, not the prolific scorer Marion Gabrick was. And, uh, and of course, Marion Gabrick always hurt, and he was hurt almost all of last year. That's part of the argument, but until last season, Martin Havlett was also a guy with injury issues very often in his career where he'd miss tons and tons of games. So definitely something to look at long-term for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, can they make the playoffs this year? Sure they can. You have an all-star goalie. You have a very solid blue line. And um, other than Marion Garrick, you didn't lose anybody major. So <laughs> it's just funny how that sounds, other than Marion Garrick. That's the problem. That's what makes things a little bit complicated at times. Uh, but the exciting part that about the whole Todd Richards thing is, is uh Anybody that's seen this team play, like, say, in the uh, the public scrimmage and uh, the preseason or anything like that, right now, mostly in the scrimmages, the whole philosophy is different. People are on the attack much, much more. I mean, there's still a defensive approach to the game, but defensemen aren't holding back as much. They're able to step up and, and, and crash the net now, and that's what's really exciting with this new Todd Richards system. And uh, it's nice to hear a guy, too, that's, that's, that's gutty enough to step forward and say, this team absolutely should be expected to make the playoffs. That fans should expect this team to make the playoffs. Well, that's going to conclude the Todd Richards conversation at this point in time. I'm sure we're going to be getting right back into him in the next show. But, uh, yeah, the Minnesota Wild lose out on Miko Koi. Excuse me, Saku Koi. I don't think I'm ever going to get that right. Saku Koi was, of course, he goes to the hated Anaheim Mighty Ducks, which is just about as frustrating as it gets. And then Alex Tenge pops up. Like, oh my God, what's he still doing available? Alex Tenge, who had a pretty darn career, pretty darn good career uh, with the Colorado Avalanche and the Montreal Canadiens as of last year. Um, like clockwork, though, Alex Tenge, gone, winds up with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's just like, it's certainly not the owner holding us back, whereas in the past you could make that argument. Craig Leopold is a lot more aggressive than Robert Negley Jr. and his regime. Nothing against Bob Negley, but Craig Leopold is going to, I think he's going to be a little more exciting for the Minnesota Wild fans. But yeah, off to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, goody. So he'll go join Martin San Luis and Vincent Le Cavier. 
over there in Tampa Bay. Very interesting place for hockey, always. <laughs> but, finally, a third player was mentioned in the news of late, who's a fairly big name as well. Kind of teetered off late in the year last year, was scratched a lot in the postseason, unfortunately, for the Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins. That guy would be Peter Sikora. That's right, Peter Sikora, who is now finally... Well, he's not actually signed yet, unfortunately, but he's been invited to training camp. So that's a pretty interesting thought right there. As <laughs> at 32, Peter Scorer has had a pretty illustrious career. One of the most consistent scores in recent memory. But Yahoo.com already has him as a Minnesota Wild, so that's the exciting part. Um... They finally get somebody else, you know, to join the top line here. As they struck out twice, <laughs> and they finally got someone, Peter Sikora. Well, the last three years, two years ago, with or three years ago with Edmonton, he played all 82 games, had 22 goals and 53 points. Two years ago with Pittsburgh, 81 games, 28 goals, 35 points, 60, or 35 assists for 63 points. And uh, last year for Pittsburgh, 76 games, 46 points, and 25 goals. He has exactly 300 goals in his career, 674 points overall for his career. But uh, the key to Sakura over his career, and of course he was a Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils along the way, I believe in 01, that's correct. That's a career year for Peter Sakura, by the way. 81 points, so he certainly had... Major success. He had a 35 goals that year in particular. But, uh, you know, the last couple of years he's teetered off a little bit, or at least last year, most importantly. And uh, it's pretty much a strange deal why all of a sudden he'd go from a pretty known guy to a training camp invitee. But go figure. They're just being careful, I guess, because of uh, possible health reasons, health issues. And, uh, But the whole key of this is the Wild finally are able to add that extra piece as uh, this has been an offensive-starved team, and uh, with this new regime in place, you got to think Peter Sikora is going to be fairly productive. Um, <laughs> the important, I mean, the, really the main reason I would think Peter Sikora would wind up here over the others is Chuck Fletcher was the general manager of the Pittsburgh, or assistant general manager with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and now here he is with the Minnesota Wild. So, there's your connection, and you finally wind up with somebody. So that's the good news there. As now we get into the other additions that I didn't get to last I was saving them for the next show. The defensemen, Greg Zanin and Shane Nitty. <laughs> interesting name. And uh, we'll go to Nitty first, who's a 33, point, or 33 years old already. Pretty much a stay-at-home defenseman over his career. Played with the Bruins last year. Anaheim and Boston, the previous year, traded to Boston from Anaheim. Uh, never much of a big point guy, just a stay-at-home defenseman, and he'll be that anchor the Wild need. He was a seventh-round pick back in 94 by the Buffalo Sabres. Um, yeah, only twice in his career has he eclipsed double digits in points, but the reputation is there. He's a solid guy, pretty much middle, mid-range in size, six foot two, 200 pounds, so... Not a major guy, but at least a solid addition for this team. That's pretty much what the deal is with him. Greg Zanin, a couple years younger. A little bit smaller guy, but another 
dude who is pretty much all about just being a tough, rough and tough defender type player. And uh, 11 points last year. He was at the Nashville Predators. Uh, this guy is definitely has a reputation for being a tough guy throughout the league. And uh, he'll be a huge addition to the Wild in that sense, just being that tough guy for this team in a more open offense. So you're not completely losing your toughness. You're just opening up and then adding pieces. So that's pretty much how things shape up with that current team. As for the prospects, Cody, excuse me, Cody Almond a few weeks back, or at least a couple, yeah, about a week or two ago, injured his MCL. He's out six weeks and will miss camp. Cody Almond was a pretty well thought of uh, player or prospect for this team, so that's definitely frustrating for the Minnesota Wild. See Cody Almond go down to injury right before training camp. He's a guy who just might have had an outside shot of making the team. Is uh, we're very much starved when it comes to prospects. One major thing of note though last night is the Minnesota Wild lose to the uh, St. Louis Blues three to one. It was mostly. Just Houston Oilers, excuse me, Houston Arrows that played in the game last night. So most people not too uh, alarmed with the loss or anything. Nothing really major there is that Kyle Brodziak, they brought him in for a reason. Of course, he's got a good relationship with Todd Richards. They work together very well, and a lot of people expect big things out of Kyle Brodziak, despite the fact his career number is not that exciting on the offensive side. But they brought him in to be a face-off specialist. Kyle Brodziak won 13 of 16 face-offs yesterday. And remember how many times last season I would bring up how the Wild got killed in the face-offs, in the face-off category, virtually every single night. Yeah, 13 of 16, that's a pretty good race. That's a pretty good uh, win-loss percentage there. So very exciting there in, 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 in that sense. And at age 25, you never know. Kyle Brodziak may still have a pretty good career ahead of him. Another thing to note also is uh, Pierre-Marc Bouchard, who has, in the past, played right wing and left wing, kind of one of each. He was actually drafted as a center, and um, Todd Richards is moving Pierre-Marc Richard back to the center position. Now, in the Jacques Lemaire era, a center had to be kind of a rough and tough defensive player. Not in the Todd Richards system, where Pierre-Marc Richard will be able to be the position he once was. Uh, they're saying he feels a little awkward early on, but... I gotta think Pierre Marc Richard does have a legitimate sh- shot of being a pretty good center in this league. Being he's probably the best passer on the Minnesota Wild. In fact, I gotta think he 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 has to be. He is really a good puck handler, and his passing skills are about as good as I've seen on this team. I mean, the guy is definitely a good setup man. He had 30 assists last year, and what you could dub a pretty disappointing season, really, only 46 points in 71 games. Whereas uh, the previous year, Pierre-Marc Richard had 50 assists. 50 assists. So I ex- I would like to see that kind of things head back to the 50 assist range. And I could see it happening if Pierre-Marc Richard can at least stay healthy. And over most of his career, he has stayed healthy. Until last season, when he was scratched a few times and mostly had a, had a, had a slight had an injury for a few games. Before that, he was pretty much an 80-game, 82 82-games a season guy, so definitely interesting thought coming in, but of course, the whole team is going to be a major adjustment period for this team, and uh, the talker is really Mike Ramsey, is <laughs> how Mike Ramsey, it's like, thank God we still have him, it makes the uh, the adjustment period a little bit easier, whereas Mike Ramsey can uh, 
relay, you know, what he knows about the current roster to Todd Richards, their tendencies, and, you know, it could make things a little bit easier, the transition a little bit easier. Uh, I'm sure there are going to be some more changes on the way. Andrew Brunette's back and ready to go despite that ACL injury. That's all fixed up and ready to go. Cal Clutterbuck, a year a year older and wiser at age 21, by the way. So led the NHL in hits as a rookie. That's something that's just unprecedented. Tyler Kuma has an outside shot to make the team who's been a and it was a first-round pick, of course, the previous year. Colton Gillies is uh, off to a decent start to things. That's another good thing. Interestingly enough, Danny Ehrman had an assist last night in the game on that on the only goal that was scored. <laughs> so we're just going to hope for the best there. Early on, Peter Kalis, they're saying he's pretty much out of control. Peter Kalis, of course, returning to the Minnesota Wild and their system after quitting on the Houston Arrows last year when he was frustrated that he didn't make the team. Of course, Peter Kalis acquired in the Manny Fernandez trade a few years back from the Boston Bruins. So yeah, Peter Kalis, I don't know, hard to say what's going to happen. Definitely a guy with some talent, but as they're saying, out of control. So (laughs) we'll see what happens there. I don't really expect any major Anything major when it comes to a, a prospect really stepping up to the plate here. Ben Wapulia looked good early on, but you never know. Shepard off to an okay start as well. James Shepard, who had a very disappointing sophomore season. But really, other than that, I guess it's really kind of really too early to, to make a major opinion on some of the uh, young prospects, other than what I've stated to this point. So... That's how we're going to conclude things at this point in time. As uh, All I can say is I'm very excited about the uh, the prospects of this team this year in terms of a more open style. I mean, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be kind of like gopher hockey, I guess. You know, you could say a little more open. And, uh, well, they won two national championships with it. Not lately, because the way the program has kind of gone in shambles and they get these major blue chip guys that are out of there after their freshman year. But... Yeah, I mean, it's a system that works, and uh, I'm really looking forward to watching it, and I'm sure lots of Minnesota Wild fans are as well. There's also been a slight hint of the Minnesota Wild could be in danger of ending their sellout streak, as they have sold every single game since their inception in 2000. So that's your first scare coming into the season. But if Todd Richards and uh, this Minnesota Wild team can uh, practice what they preach and be a lot more entertaining and a lot more offensive than they've been over the Jacques Lemaire period, then they're going to have no problem selling out tickets. I mean, definitely. If, if, if the team survived those years, they will definitely survive this year. So with that, as I mentioned, I'm going to conclude the show. I thank you for listening, and we'll be back pretty soon, I promise, as hockey's back, folks. Hockey's back. Enjoy it, and we'll talk to you then. Take care. <laughs>